You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions for us here on the Retirement Solution, you can always drop us an email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. And you're going to think that I'm making this next story up here, John, but this is absolutely true. No, is this it is, fake news? No, is it, it fake? is not actually sure? fake news. Now, the Orlando Sentinel went out and surveyed financial advisors yep. like yourself, asking them about the weirdest questions that they've gotten so far this year. Mm. Get this. One of them was, do I need to stock up on weapons and ammo? Apparently, yeah. a lot of advisors are actually getting this question. Really? Really? <laughs> Have you heard that one? No, hold on. This is the Orlando Sentinel? Yes. Well, no, I had not heard that. But I tell you, every single week in this country, if you hear the craziest thing you're ever going to hear, it always starts off with Florida man blank or Florida woman (laughs) blank. So the fact that this comes from Orlando is not surprising. Okay, that's true. Yes. (laughs) But the question is, should you stock up on weapons and ammo? I think a lot of people already did. As a matter of fact, uh, I can't remember what group it is, but one of these, these groups groups out there follow this stuff. They actually have their own index for it, Jennifer. The Guns and Ammo Index. G-A-X. GAX. They call it the GAX. (laughs) Yeah. So so if you look at it, since the pandemic has actually happened, the GAX, the Guns and Ammo Index, is up 37% year to date. What? Now think about that. That is a that is a fairly attractive investment uh, well, return. Yes, I would say so. If you so. were able to invest in the GACs, of course you can't. But if you were able to, that's pretty good. But among those things in the GACs, Smith and Wesson mm. year to date up one hundred and fifteen percent. Smith and Wesson uh, mainly because of ammunition sales. So okay. their answer is one of those those uh, Orlando Sentinel people. Uh, Ruger. Uh, which I think is a Shrum, Ruger, and something. There's there's several names in it now, mm-hmm. or there always was. But the Ruger is up 30% year to date. Wow. Now compare those two things. And of course, this doesn't mean buy them or sell them or that kind right. of stuff. No. But the whole thing is that when you compare those, Smith & Wesson up 115, Ruger up 30, the GAX is up 37%, the S&P is only up 3% year to date. Mm, and the Dow Jones industrial average is down 3.5% year to date. So the question I have to ask is when people say, should I stock up on gums and ammo? I think a lot of people already have, but this is the great thing, Jennifer, about understanding the markets. Markets tell human behaviors and they tell it pretty interestingly over time. So what this is telling us is people have already been doing this. Now, should they do it? Ah, People can do whatever they want. That's the beautiful thing about a free society. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I would say is, is that whenever anyone has one of those concerns. The question is, is it coming from fear? Is it coming from greed? Is it coming from uncertainty? And so, Jennifer, the thing about all of those elements, those are all based on emotions. And we all have them. You know, and, and I, I learn a lot from my kids. You know, uh, my 10-year-old who's in fifth grade and my, my five-year-old who's uh, in kindergarten this year, they are so adorable when they're in their little, you know, outfits going to school every day. <laughs> but the thing about them is they wear their emotions directly on their sleeves. You know exactly right? how they're feeling, you know, right? Oh, my, there is no question. There is no, like, trying to read into them. It is, it is amazing. Not only are they both little girls, but they are just that age. And so you can see that all, but those emotions often cloud 
better judgment sometimes or don't allow us to see what's really happening in front of us. And so and, and this is not new, uh, the Dow bar, or this is a study that's been done for years in the investment industry. It is basically said that the emotional constraint that people have is really what causes them to make the biggest and worst decisions. As a matter of fact, for 2020, one of the big headlines was investors are still their own worst enemy when it comes to investing. Hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, it's exactly right. Because emotions, emotions lead when emotions don't necessarily always pan out for us. Yeah. Or we have this, people had this thought, oh, and, and I'm talking about some, some different groups of people. They said, oh, if Trump wins, the market's going to go to heck in a handbasket. I mean, I don't even want to be anywhere near that basket. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, Mark Cuban. So he's uh, yeah. going to move to another country. Right? The market will free fall. He's going to take all of his money out. He didn't. If he did that, he would be the dumbest human being that's on television currently, <laughs> yeah. except for maybe some politicians out there. <laughs> but the amazing thing is, is that's the emotional part, which really does not have a lot to register. So, Jennifer, I want to take a moment here, and I'm going to give us some real fundamental rules. Okay. That if we live by, we can remove the emotion from this nonsense no matter who becomes president, we'll probably do pretty well. All right. And so I did not create these. These are things that I've learned over time from Paul Stewart Jones or people that, that really learn things, Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham. But here's a couple. Number one, cut your losers short. Cut them loose, baby, but let your winners run. Okay? okay. So often we get hung in this emotion of, oh, man, you know, that didn't work out for me. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on till I get back. Well, guess what, guys? While it's trying to get back, other things are doing well, and you could have invested in those instead. Yeah. Take the emotion out. Cut your losers and let your winners run. Rule number two, if you are investing and you do not have a specific end goal, you're making a huge mistake. You have to have an end goal. In our firm, it's very, very simple. The end goal is how much income we can generate when we want to pull it out. Okay, because if your portfolio can already generate so much income that you're never going to have to worry about anything, here's my one of two questions. Number one, what are you still saving for? Mm -hmm. Or number two, why don't you go ahead and retire? Hang it up. Do something else. So the idea is, is that if you do not have an end goal, we're probably going to screw it up because, ladies and gentlemen, hope and greed are not investment processes. We want to have an end goal. Number three. If you let emotions and our own cognitive biases, if you let them control you, you will lose. When I said earlier that Mark Cuban, he said, oh, if Trump wins, that was his cognitive bias. Right. He was biased against the president and he lost out on a ton. So whenever you're starting a sentence with your spouse or with a loved one or with a neighbor or with a friend or with your investment advisor and you say, if you start anything off by saying, I feel that and you're about to make an investment decision, or my friend told me, or I heard, or I hope, you're setting yourself up for a really bad experience. So we have to understand those things. And the last rule I'm gonna talk about today, follow the trend. Just like Sir Isaac Newton figured out gravity, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he discovered was an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Typically the same direction is going, right? And so when we understand that, the trend is our friend. A rising tide also lifts all boats. All these are ways of telling us over the course of time, hey, when things are going a certain way, 
Do it that way. What, what's another one, Jennifer? Uh, make hay while the sun shines. Yep. All of these one. things are over the course of time. People saying, hey, don't buck the trend. The trend's your friend. Uh-huh. So as long as things are going good, let it rock. But when things go bad, take heed, take notice, and decide if you need to change then. Guys, the trend has been generally trending upward since the Fed made their decision. So do we have enough risk? Do we not have enough risk? You really need to get the right strategy to know that. But there's one thing I'll promise you when you're looking at the trend. 80% of portfolio performance is determined by the underlying trend. If you were in the wrong bucket of money or the wrong investment bucket at that point in time, you're going to miss it. And you're going to miss it 80% of the time. So if we can remove emotion as much as possible and adhere to these simple five rules, number one, cut your losers, but let your winners run like a wild stallion. Number two, you need to have a specific goal for your investments or you're making huge mistakes. Number three, you have to restrain your emotions and those cognitive biases. Like if Biden wins, the world's going to go to hell. You can't do that. It won't make good investment decisions. You might feel that way but it's not going to make a good investment decision. And we follow the trend. Trend is our friend. If we do those things, we are going to do so much better than the average bear when it comes to saving, investing, and living the fulfilled life we want in retirement. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.